Good evening. Today is Monday, August 1st, 2022, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter step is Into Action and Step 11, and our speaker tonight is Stephanie L. Thank you, Stephanie. Hi, everyone. Good evening. Five o'clock, five-ish here in California. I think it's eight o'clock on the East Coast. Um, I almost wanted to say good afternoon. I realized, no, it's probably good evening for most people here. Um, so I'm a, I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and I live in Southern California. And um, I haven't been on this Monday night meeting. Um, so um, thank you for inviting me to join you tonight. And I just want to start by saying, um, God is the hero of my story. Um, I choose to call my higher power God, and that concept of God has changed and morphed and um, throughout my time in OA. Um, I've been in OA for almost 17 years, I wish I could say, and I've been recovered for 17 years. Unfortunately, that is um, it's really not my story at all. Um, I am um, a year and a half um, recovered out of a two-year relapse where I gained 110 pounds. And let's see, I gained 110, or I gained 100 pounds for probably the fourth time in my life. Uh, and I definitely have the skin. Um, and I'll, I'll show my pictures here in a second. And I do have a picture where you can actually see um, all of the hanging skin on my legs. Um, and it's been, it's been quite a journey and I'm, I'm excited to talk about step 11 because gosh, that is just such a fund fundamental core of everything that I do today, because being in this program all these years, reading, I've read the big book a million times. I could quote the big book, but for some reason I missed People would say, oh, you know, um, we have to connect with the higher power. Somehow I missed that whole point, right? I was that person going, these steps have saved my life. This book has saved my life. Abstinence is saving my life. And I missed the whole point. The whole point is that I am powerless over this disease and I need power. And I need power in whatever way that looks like, as long as it's not me, because I don't have it. And I'll show you, and I think I will share, oops, wait, I will share my screen. I thought I'm like, I have it all queued up. I'm good. Um, and please let me know if you guys can see pictures. Yeah, perfect. Yay. Okay. So this first picture is probably me, um, gosh, I had been in OA for about three months. I made a friend. Uh, you can see we're, we're sitting together outside a meeting. I wasn't at my top weight. My top weight is 250 pounds. I was probably at about 205, 210. Um, and I had gotten to the point where um, I couldn't diet anymore. I'm a professional dieter. I can lose weight. The problem is, the weight comes on as soon as I get down. And I was talking about this earlier today, not even down to 
a healthy weight. I'd get close to it and I'd start feeling good. And then I'd start eating again. And I didn't understand um, what my problem was. And so I got to a point, this is a progressive disease where I couldn't even diet anymore. And that's what, through a series of events um, with my middle daughter who um, had a drug addiction, I found 12-step programs and I found OA. So a couple of years later, I lose 125 pounds. I meet the guy, we meet in OA. He, you know, he had lost about 250 or 275 pounds. We get married, everything looks happy, joy, joy. We get married on a boat, 100 people, 80 people, 80 of those 100 people are from OA. And everything looks great. I look like I'm in a healthy body, but guess what? I'm hiding in the room that you get dressed, binging on cheese. So I had already started relapsing in, in, on this day, right? And I just want to show like the up and down and the up and down. Here's another time where, you know, I think I had uh, almost three years of abstinence and recovery at this point. This is my grandson who was, I don't know, eight months at the time. I'm happy. I'm starting. I'm going back to school. And then the picture next is the day I graduated. And I was in relapse and I had gained that 110 pounds back. And I'm smiling, but I'm miserable. I can't walk down the street. I'm huffing and puffing. And I was just kind of like, it was in the middle of COVID and I was just waiting to die. I had given up hope. Um, but by the grace of God and this program, um, a year and a half ago, and let me make this a little smaller. This is me today. This is me right before logging on to the meeting. Um, recovered for a year and a half, lost 110 pounds. And you know, I, part of me doesn't want to show you this picture because I don't even want to wear shorts because of the skin hanging on my legs. Then I've got the skin on my arms. And I've got the, I've got, you know, um, you can't, go up and down and up and down and yo-yo all over the place, especially at my age, and not have the battle wounds. And so there's this part of me that doesn't want to show this picture. And then this other part of me that says, you know what? I am grateful for that skin because it protected me. And I'm grateful because that skin used to be filled with pain, pain and sorrow and hopelessness and a life that was dark and dreary and um, because in this disease, and I'll stop sharing, in this disease, I am a completely different person. You know, in this disease, I am truly and utterly alone. And that's not where I am today. And um, that is truly a miracle. So I want to take a look at, um, you know, step 11 says, Thought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for the knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And like, I really like to break down step 11, three things. I need to spend time praying and listening to God. I need to put aside my selfishness and seek God's will. 
and seek the power to do whatever it is that God would have me do today. Because without that power and left to my own devices, I am screwed, right? And then I'm just gonna back up in the book um, on page 14 and page 15. And I just wanna read a couple sentences here before I go into um, the chapter that talks about step 11. And somehow I missed this. I missed this. Every time I worked this stuff, I missed it. It says on the bottom of page 14, for if an alcoholic fails to perfect and enlarge his spiritual life, Okay, through work and self-sacrifice for others, he could not survive the certain trials and low spots ahead. If he did not work, he would surely drink again. If he drank, he would surely die. Then faith would be dead indeed. With us, it is just like that. And I miss the part that I have to work to perfect and enlarge my spiritual life. Because it's not like I work the steps and I'm done. Like I hear people say sometimes, you know, I'm living in 10, 11, and 12. And I don't understand that because I have to work 10, 11, and 12 like my life depends upon it because it does. You know, I have to be seeking. Um, I, I have to work harder today than I had to work when I went through the steps a year and a half ago because it is so easy to feel better and get complacent. And well, I'm kind of busy, so maybe I don't need to spend time, you know, I don't need to spend my 30 minutes in the morning with God, you know, cause don't you know, I have a busy, a busy life. I'm a graduate student. I'm, I'm doing an internship. Um, I take care of my almost five-year-old grandson at night. You know, I have a busy life. Um, but if I am not connecting, with God, that busy life, you know, it turns into a very sad, a very sad life very quickly. And so I wanted to talk about, you know, I, I'm going to go to page 86 and 87 and really like break down like the three things that um, have really worked for me working, um, working step 11, right? Um, you know, as I said, the first thing that I do every morning, and I remember when um, my sponsor said to me, um, you know, I have some requirements to work with me. We're going to put you in hospitalization and we're going to get through the steps in eight to 10 weeks. And there's certain things that, you know, are going to be important that you do. And they were basically non-negotiable. She wasn't messing around. It wasn't like Zoom if you want. It was like, if you don't want to die, you're going to do these things. And the first thing she said to me, Thank you so much. The first thing that she said to me was, you're going to spend 30 minutes in the morning with God in prayer and meditation. And I was pretty desperate. Again, um, I mean, there's a lot more to the story of how I found my sponsor, um, but maybe some of you can relate. I was on the OA birthday party on Zoom, binging my brains out with the camera off, and a woman started sharing and she looked happy and she told a story that was similar to mine. And she said, you can have all the desire in the world, but not the needed power. And I heard her. And like, I kid you not, like the cookie dropped out of my mouth. Sorry if you can't talk about food, but it was that dramatic. It was like, like, I'm sure I heard that before. I'm sure I heard that a million times before, but she caught my attention. 
right? And I called her and she, you know, I didn't believe this was going to work for me because I thought I had exhausted all of my recoveries. And so one of the first things that she said to me is you're going to spend this 30 minutes in the morning with God. And I'm like, in my head, what, what am I going to do? Well, I I'm here to tell you that today, that 30 minutes in the morning is probably one of the most important things that I do every day. I start my day seeking power because guess what? I wake up a compulsive overeater because I'm never going to not be a compulsive overeater. And just because I say I'm recovered, that means I'm recovered one day at a time, contingent on growing that spiritual connection with God, right? I get the power if I keep the channel unblocked. And if I'm not spending time with God, like any other relationship, it's going to suffer. If I want to, if I want my relationship to improve with my husband, I better spend time with them. So in the morning, you know, I wake up, I sit in my, my, in my spiritual area. I start with a prayer. I do a spiritual reading, maybe a meditation, sometimes two-way prayer. And, you know, the funny thing is like, sometimes I can't, I'm very hyper. In fact, I struggle to sit still right now, especially when I'm nervous. And sometimes I can't quiet my mind. Like I'm sitting there in the chair, all ready to be spiritual, right? I'm here, God, right? And I'm thinking about, okay, I've got this happening today. No, no, no. I pull myself back. And I've come to realize that I don't think my God cares how I show up. My God just cares that I do show up. And is it perfect? No. Do I always spend the 30 minutes? Yeah, because I'm a good soldier. So I set my timer. But I spend that time and I, try, I keep trying to bring myself back. And sometimes I do meditations focused on anxiety and I pray. And the funniest thing, it's actually a pretty crazy thing. And, I don't get it. And I've learned that I don't have to get it. I don't have to try and figure it out. But when I'm having my hardest time connecting with God in that prayer meditation time, when I start praying for the people I love, I pray for my husband, my daughters, I pray for my brother, his family, I'll pray for sponsees, I'll pray for my clients, I'll pray for people who I know are struggling. It's like the connection feels immediate. I don't know why it works that way. But when I pray for someone else, I start feeling more connected with God and I'm very visual. So I'm typically picturing, you know, sitting, sitting next to God or on the beach or, you know, or I'm sitting at God's feet sometimes, or sometimes it's just a white, I picture a white light and warmth and peace. And when I start my day that way and I ask God, God, please direct my thinking please show me what you would have me do today, who you would have me be. What do we got going on, dude? You know, what, what do you want? What, how can I be your tool today? Um, I start my day. It's kind of like the air I breathe now, you know, um, and I wouldn't miss it. So it tells us on page 86, upon awakening, we think about this 24 hours a day, right? And we consider our plans for the day. Before we begin, we ask God to direct our thinking, especially asking that it be divorced from self-pity, dishonest, or self-seeking motives. 
And for me in the morning, that's like, okay, God, please take my selfishness. Please take my dishonest thinking, you know, um, please remove any barrier that keeps me from you because I need you and I need you pretty badly. And then the next part that is really important for me, and it talks about it in the book, is start my day plugging into power. Like, you know, I plug in my, my phone charger to charge my phone. I plug into that power to God in the morning and I spend that time. But then I've got to be connected throughout the day. Because, you know, it says on the bottom of 87, and like, this is one of my go-tos and I'm just going to read it. It says, as we go through the day, we pause when agitated. Because guess what? I get agitated often in the day. <laughs> like some days are really good, but then some days, you know, like um, I get agitated because my husband takes all the ice. And I'm sitting there going, and I have just prayed and meditated, by the way. I hear the ice going, I'm like, oh, is he going to take all the ice? Is there going to be any ice left for anyone else in this house? <laughs> and so I have to just pause when agitated or doubtful and ask God for the right thought or action. Who would you have me be in this moment, God? We constantly remind ourselves that we are no longer running the show, humbly saying to ourselves many times each day, thy will be done. And then it it's like, it kind of is a promise. It tells me we're then in much less danger of excitement, fear, anger, worry, self-pity, or foolish decisions. We become much more efficient. We do not tire so easily, for we are not burning up energy foolishly as we did when we were trying to arrange life to suit ourselves. And I am a control, like, I have a hard time letting go of control. I want things to be a certain way. I want I get anxious when things aren't like in its place around me. I'm a planner. I have a plan, a contingency plan, and a contingency plan backing the contingency. Okay. Um, and it takes a lot of energy to hold, like to try and juggle everything. But what I'm learning is, and I'm visual again, when I'm getting like in that space, I picture myself in the back seat. God's in the front. I'm like, okay, all right, God. I don't know. You, I mean, you know better than me. You drive. Just show, just take me with you and show me, just show me where to start. What, where you want me? And it's like, I don't know. It's like, taking rocks off my shoulder that I don't have to run the show. I don't have to be in charge of anyone and everything anymore. And sometimes, you know, I work with teenagers. I am blessed to um, change careers, which was a uh, gift of recovery. I left a career in business seven years ago, went back to school. Um, and I'm, um, Less than a year away in May, I will graduate and I'm working towards, um, I'm learning how to be a therapist that works with children and adolescents. And so sometimes I'm sitting in that room and I'm, I'm in an internship right now. So I'm getting to actually do the work. Two minutes. Room, and I don't know what, thank you. I don't know what to say. I don't know how to help. But when I remember to pray and ask God, all of a sudden it becomes clear to me. Sometimes it's shut up and listen. 
sometimes it's, hmm, you know, ask this question or say this. And then for the, you know, before bedtime, right? I got to clear the channel before I go to bed. And that means that I have to do a nightly review. I have to look at my day honestly. Where was I selfish? Where was I dishonest? Where was I afraid? And it's not that I do this so that I can beat myself up because I'm really good at that too. It's more, you know, it's not about morbid self-reflection and pointing, you know, like beating myself up. It's about, all right, let me take an honest appraisal of how I did today. And I ask God for help with that too. Show me, where was I selfish? Where was I afraid? And I have a lot of fear, you know? Do I have someone in amends that I haven't already made? And I work through a lot of this through doing 10 steps throughout the day, but I pick up whatever I didn't catch throughout the day. And then I love the part where, where we get to, you know, uh, where we're thinking of what we could do for others of what we could pack into the stream of life, because that's where I also identify what did I do that was good to like, what did I do? How did I go to a meeting? Did I work with a sponsee? Did I try to be of service to my family? Um, you know, what did I pack into the stream of life? What did I bring, you know, to the people around me? Because I've been giving this, um, this amazing gift of recovery, this miracle, because it is a miracle. And if you're struggling and you don't think this is going to work for you anymore, if I'm sitting here in front of you, you know, like living a different life, um, it'll work for anyone because I used to think it wouldn't work for me anymore. If I follow the instructions that help me connect with power, you know, I get to live a different life. And I, I really feel like, you know, that's like the essence of step 11 is I need to continue to let God take over. And I need to continue to get to know this power and unblock the channel so I can keep that, that, that channel open um, and plug in because that's, I'm not doing this. That's time. And thank you so much. I'm so grateful. Um, thanks for letting me share and I'll pass. Liz, you're muted. Oh no, sorry. Stephanie L, thank you so much. That was amazing and beautiful. And wow, thank you for coming here tonight. We will now open the meeting for questions or for three minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your, your virtual hand, which is under reactions, or star nine if you're on the phone, and the Zoom host will call the raised hands in order and ask you to unmute when it's your turn. Would the timekeeper please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when time is up? If the speaker is asked a question, please allow three minutes for the answer. Okay, so I see Victoria is up first. Hey everybody, um, thank you so much. I'm Victoria, I'm a recovered compulsive overeater and insulin manipulator in Florida. I'm so grateful to be here. I'm grateful to be 
listening and for this to have my attention. I'm grateful for my camera to be on because it gets so easy for me to be like, yeah, 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 I'm listening and somebody's reading the steps and, but let me just pay this bill real quick and let me just do my seventh tradition in the other window, which I did do during this meeting. So I'm not a saint, but uh, (laughs) if you know me, that's not a surprise, but I just wanted to say that I so appreciated this topic today. And I, um, I've been feeling a little itchy and needing to be of service. And so um, I'll just give a plug. I'm available to sponsor and I would love to sponsor someone. So hit me up if you would uh, like, you need it and I need it. So I I need it more. (laughs) But um, what I read in the preamble was in order to form a habit of depending upon and referring all we do to that power, we must first apply ourselves with some diligence. That to me is saying it might be hard work. By often repeating these acts, they become habitual and the help rendered becomes natural to us. I don't know why this just struck me and it's so great that it's on step 11 where it's like, yeah, I have to put effort into making this a habit. Once it becomes a habit, that doesn't mean that I know all the answers. It means the help, the power that I'm going to get access to, that becomes a little bit more natural. Like I see that in myself today. Today I got really like I couldn't even tell what was going on. I just noticed I was, I'm also a very um, hyper person. I have like a elliptical underneath my desk uh, so that I can move while (laughs) sitting. And like, instead of saying, I can't sit still, like I have to think of ways that are creative and ask for help of how can I engage, you know, and how can I focus? And today I just heard like, go lay down for 10 minutes because you're not getting anything done at work while you're just being great, you know, being kind of crazy right now. And, um, that was something that I would have, you know, I couldn't have heard before. Maybe it was there, but just doing this work allows that to become more clear and for me to have more willingness to listen. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to say today is like, I was sitting here at first at the beginning of the share, I was like, Oh, 30 minutes sounds so long. And I don't do that. And am I a bad person? Am I a good person? Does God hit, you know, like my mind starts running into judgment and, what was so cool is my mind was running crazy this morning while I was trying to pray. And I just, I was like, you know what? I, I don't know what to do, but show me who you, show me a way I can be helpful. Like, I know the answer's not in me. And it was so crazy. My boyfriend messaged me and called me on WhatsApp. He just, he flew to Germany last night and his luggage didn't arrive and he was freaking out. And, you know, at first I was like, oh my gosh, my day just started. I don't have, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then I thought, well, no, here's my person to help. Okay here's the, you know, here's the form to, you know, I, you know, fill out the lost baggage and okay, let me book you a place to stay tonight since that had your tent in it. And like, um, and also just trying to not run his show. I got to be out of time now, so I'll just pass, but um, thanks all for this great meeting. So timely and just a great reminder for me. Love you guys. Oh, thank you so much, Victoria. And Leslie, I love your timer heart. Oh my gosh. Sylvia's up next. Please unmute. Hello, all. My name is Sylvia. I am a recovering compulsive overeater. Can you hear me okay? Good. Okay, perfect. Sometimes this this thing plays tricks on my volume. Anyway, I am so I'm sick with COVID. And so all this time I never got COVID. And sure enough, I just did. And let me tell you, it's not for sissies. But um, I haven't been to a meeting in like four days because I've been out sick. And uh, so today I was feeling better and I took a shower, brushed my teeth, imagine that. 
and walk the dog <clears throat> instead of just making her go in the yard. And then I thought I was going to get on a meeting. And you know what? I am so, so glad I did. Thank you, Stephanie, for your share. Because, <clears throat> you know, what, it, what I heard was, um, you know, not getting complacent. And, you know, I feel good, I'm abstinent, you know, life is good, aside from COVID. And I'm like, yeah, that's good. You know, I talked to my sponsor. Well, I didn't talk to her because I was too sick, but I texted. No, I lie. I did send a little voice message and I said, I'm so sick. I'm going to report my food, but just so you know, I'll be drinking liquids like soup. And, um, and so if I report my food, I do. But if I don't, please understand. And she was like... <clears throat> you sound horrible. I hope you get well. Just take care of yourself. And so of course, I haven't reported my food for a few nights either. And so I needed to have this meeting, like, you know, talk about, uh, this is, I think, um, like a God shot. Because the truth is, is that I was just feeling kind of, I'm just feeling grateful that I'm better, and that I can breathe a bit better and stuff like that. And then I went to a meeting and I needed, I heard exactly what I needed to hear. And also just one last thing I wanted to share about, you know, as we go through the day, we pause and agitate it. I love that you shared that because, you know, um, that's been a go-to for me for a long time, but I hadn't read it recently. And I needed to hear that. I am no longer running the show. Okay, newsflash, Sylvia. You know, it's good to be reminded of that. So that's it for me. Thank you, Stephanie, for your share. And thank you so much. Thank you, Sylvia. And Meredith, you're up. Hi, everybody. I'm Meredith, a compulsive overeater. I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, thank you, Stephanie. I loved your share. Um, I was, when you said um, you were talking about your God time and how God, um, he doesn't care how we show up and he just, he desires us he desires for us to show up and be with him. And I was talking to a friend just earlier this afternoon, a fellow, and she said, she was talking about her prayers and how they just feel lame. <laughs> and um, somebody on a meeting this weekend said, um, God is a fact. It's, he's not a feeling. It, that's true for me anyway. And so with this, you know, I, I feel different every day. Some mornings I can barely stay awake when I'm having my God time. Sometimes I'm just like, I'm, I'm popping. Like I'm just seeing all these connections and amazing. It's like a mountaintop experience. But um, I said to my friend, uh, remember when your daughter was a toddler and she gave you a weed from the yard. Like it was the most beautiful thing. And um, yeah, it's just, that's how I, I feel like God feels when I come to him in the morning. Um, he's the only one who's going to accept me no matter what. Um, you, you all come pretty close to that. Um, but Let's see. I wanted to share that. And then something, I don't even know what it was exactly that you said, Stephanie, but it was probably about working your program like more ferociously now than when you were originally working the steps. It, it just 
something just kind of rose up in me like, yep, I mean, I, I hope to get that message every day. I, I, I got it today and I was just overwhelmed with gratitude because it's, it's scary. I'm in a precarious position and um, if I'm not connected, that, you know, that, that's, that will happen for me. So thank you for the reminders and um, yeah, thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Meredith. And hi, CJ, would you like to share now? Hi, everybody. I'm CJ. I'm a recovering anorexic bulimic and compulsive overeater. It's um, really great to be here. Oh, my gosh. Stephanie, um, there's so much I want to share, but I do have a question for you at the end. I, I related so much to what you said. Um, I also had a spiritual waking at the birthday party. I got a new sponsor at the birthday party. Um, I was abstinent, um, long, long-term abstinent, but a dry drunk, as far as I was concerned. Um, I was unhappy, I was miserable, I was still full of discontent, um, and, and I didn't get it. I, I, I had been in OA for a period of time, it doesn't matter how long, but long enough, um, and, and I didn't get it. And I, I had gone through the steps before, and never stayed on 10 and 11, like never kept doing 10 and 11. And just that, that you know, really so much to, of course, if I don't keep doing this, um, but I didn't get it. And then and then I was at the birthday party and um, somebody spoke and that my higher power spoke through them um, and it has changed my life. And um, I, love, I love what you talked about with the, 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 the need to, to do it throughout the day, the morning, throughout the day, and the nightly review. I'm just in um, step 11 right now. And what I love about the nightly review is it lets me, it lets my higher power work on me when I'm asleep, which for me is when I live the least defensive. Like that's how I interpret it. Um, and one thing that I really like to hear about is that this throughout the day part, um, I, I, I'm, I want to be willing, um, I'm surrendering to whatever it takes to, to continue that practice and really want to hear um, from others' experience kind of how do you do that throughout the day. I feel like um, that's like my, my biggest area of I, I feel like I'm most vulnerable and not keeping up with that. And thank you so much. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, CJ. Um, is that a question? Did you want her to respond? Stephanie, if you don't mind answering. Oh, sure, 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 sure. Um, yeah, so I've heard of some people who will put um, a timer on their phone every hour and it goes off to remind them to pray. Um, I don't do that because it, I would go crazy with my, I've got my watch on, it would be going, you know, so that, that wouldn't work for me, but I know so many people it does work for. But what I find is, it's like practice, you know, when I'm starting to feel agitated or I'm unsure or I'm getting confused or overwhelmed, which happens, you know, it's like, okay, God, okay, God. It's like being in constant communication. And the cool thing is I'm surrounded by a bunch of women 
that I call and the first thing they say to me is, did you pray? Did you go to God? Like I have this God squad of women who, you know, I look up to and they're, they're spiritual and they're flawed and broken like me still. And like, they'll say, did you pray? If I call someone for a 10th step, the first thing they say is, did you pray first? Because the book says, if I pray and I'm relieved of that fear, that resentment, I find someone to help and I move on, right? So, so hopefully on a good day, I remember to pray. And on a day that I make a phone call and someone reminds me, and sometimes we'll pray together. We'll say the serenity prayer together, or we'll say the third step prayer together, or someone will say a prayer of whatever, you know, for me on the phone. And I remember the first time that happened, I, I, I just cried. I'm like, someone's praying for me with me. I, it was, I, it was so new. It was so different for me. So, you know, I also keep a chip in my pocket and I think I gave it away. I keep a little butterfly medallion in my pocket, a new one. And I like it because it's got a butterfly on one side and the other side is serenity prayer. And so I keep it in my pocket and the, the lettering of the serenity prayer is raised. I don't know if you can see that. And it reminds me, oh, pray, oh, God. Oh, and you're here because I forget God's here and I forget God's with me. So I know that was long-winded. Hopefully it answered your question. Thank you, Stephanie. That was a very helpful answer to a great question. We will now stop the recording for unrecorded questions or shares. Would the Zoom host please stop?